Every Wednesday on ScoopsWithDannyMac.com, we get the chance to visit with Brian Walton of TheCardinalNation.com. And as always, this is brought to you by Blue Tail Medical Group. Great alternative to surgery. Before you have surgery, if you're on the mend, check out the folks and the doctors, Bayes, Crane, and Wolf at Blue Tail Medical Group and find out how they can help you stay in the game. Let's say good morning to Brian Walton. Hey, Brian, how are you doing? Happy Wednesday, Dan. Happy Wednesday to you. Uh, it's not been a happy Wednesday for Cardinal fans. Uh, I, wherever you may be listening into this, as the Cardinals have now dropped six in a row. What, what's your takeaway from from seeing these games? And it was a really disappointing loss last night, which the Cardinals uh, fell 10-1. to 1. But overall, the gist of it, six losses in a row. What have you seen? Yeah, Dan, I think last night was sort of typical of what we saw, and that is that they didn't get a good start from Carlos Martinez gave up the huge home run and you know that that five to nothing deficit in the third inning felt like this huge anvil that was weighing the Cardinals down and you know as much as the pitching has drawn scrutiny for good reason due to all the injuries and the struggles lately you look at the offense and the offense is averaging barely three runs a game this month and so the Cardinals aren't in a situation where they're behind early that the offense can put together enough runs to to come back and, and win games. And it was a valiant effort, Andy, but even that, you know, fell short. And, you know, maybe the return of Paul DeYoung will, will help, but there just doesn't seem to be a lot of assistance on the way that, that looks like is ready to help the Cardinals, you know, sort of take that next step and get back to where they were earlier in the year. Yeah, and you look at, you know, key moments like in the Cincinnati series when you had the tying runner winning runs coming to the plate and you've got Edmundo Sosa, and this is no disrespect to them, or an Andrew Kisner or – you had Rondon. I mean, you're talking about guys that are either bench players or have been minor leaguers coming up in key spots. So the injuries definitely have hurt them. That's right. And, and we talked about DeYoung. You know, he's in his uh, rehab stand in, in Memphis, and the hope is that he'll be able to join the team this weekend uh, in Chicago. But uh, Harrison Bader, the news is not as good. He hasn't progressed as well as the Cardinals had hoped. And so, you know, it's unclear yet when he'll be able to rejoin the lineup. But, you know, you, you look and see – as you said, Sosa has played credibly. It could be that he might move over to second base and we see Edmund, you know, continue in right field for the foreseeable future, at least, you know, until Bader gets back. Absolutely. Um, what have you seen from DeYoung in his rehab starts? What are you hearing about him? Well, he's he had a couple of strikeouts, but he also had a double, as I recall. Unfortunately, Memphis was rained out last night, so they're going to play a doubleheader today. I don't know that he'll play both games, but... Uh, but, you know, of course, you know, we know what to expect from Paul, which is very steady, solid defense and, uh, you know, uh, occasional power. And what you'd like to, of course, see is that occasional power become more predictable power. The one positive thing in the lineup is that the emergence of, of Tyler O'Neill has helped solidify that number five spot, perhaps in the lineup. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see when DeYoung comes back, whether he'll drop in there or whether he'll slip in behind O'Neill. I'm curious too, Brian, what have you heard about the crowds across the board in, in minor league baseball? Are, are fans coming out? Are they attending these games? What, what's what been happening with the crowds in the minor leagues? Yeah, yeah, the, and attendance has been good. I, I saw Memphis set a, set a new record for this season the other night. Um, fans are getting back out, and, and each municipality is handling things a little bit differently, but generally what we're seeing overall is that the mask mandates are done, uh, the social distancing, some teams have set up special sections for fans who still want to be social distanced. But generally speaking, 
Uh, we're getting more back to normal. And, you know, the big thing for minor league baseball, of course, is to have the big promotions in the summer to bring the fans in, whether it be fireworks or special attendance or attendees or that, you know, that kind of thing to, you know, add some enhancement to the baseball being played on the field. Let's get the, into the challenge. The challenge, excuse me, Dan, the challenge from the, from the, on the field side is that the Cardinals minor league teams them and the best of the four minor league teams is only winning one out of every three games. So it's just been a, a tough go for the Cardinals traditionally, which, which, you know, have winning teams at the minor league level this year, it's just not happening. Let's talk about some of the, the guys that are big names down in the minor leagues. I'll start with uh, Nolan Gorman. How has he uh, been playing so far this season? Uh, as we talked about before, Nolan Gorman started out playing third base pretty much every day. Uh, you know, slips, slips in a designated hitter now and then as well. And the Cardinals have now had him playing more second base as well as he's, you know, building that broadening experience to hopefully qualify him to help St. Louis in 2022. Uh, what we've seen as the calendar turned from May when Gorman was good, drove in 10 runs in 22 games, hit three home runs. What we've seen in June is a, a major uptick in his stats. Um, he, he has um, a 433 batting average for the first seven games of June, uh, 1067 OPS. So, um, and only three strikeouts and 30 at bats, which is wonderful. So, you know, granted, it's only seven games, a little over a week, but, you know, that's the kind of performance that if no, that Nolan Gorman's capable of, and if he can string that together for a long period of time, you know, that's the kind of ticket that would potentially get him moved up to Memphis later this year. You know, as the Cardinals have struggled throwing strikes out of their bullpen, um, I, I thought about Zach Thompson, and then I look at what he's done this year, and I couple that with what I saw in spring. It, it just hasn't been a good start to 2021 for him, has it? No, Zach Thompson sort of was had the same malady that a lot of Cardinals pitchers have at the major league level on down, and that is too many walks. Um, he walked 10 guys in his first 13 innings and uh, gave up 23 hits. He just looked very hittable in his first three starts. But his first start in June, his first appearance, uh, he took a loss, but he only allowed two runs in five and a third innings. And that was more like the Zach Thompson that we want to see. We just have to remember with, with guys like Zach Thompson, minimal high A experience in 2019. And while he was in the Cardinals major league camps last year and this year, it's just not the same kind of development activity. So you know, if people thought guys like Thompson and Libertor would make that huge jump from class A to triple A and the first month, you know, pitch at all-star levels, it's just not realistic. But, and again, I don't want to make too big of a deal out of one start, but if you look at Thompson's games, you know, it looks like he's now trending in the right direction and his last start was very good. How about Libertor? And he was with Team USA. Uh, seems to be making pretty good progress right now. Yeah, Matthew Libertor, um, yeah, you know, has an ERA around five at Memphis, but again, he's had his good starts and his bad starts. He was selected to participate in the uh, Olympic qualifier for uh, Team USA because players cannot be on 40-man rosters to participate in the Olympics. That's the rules that were in the place. And so Libertor, while he's close to the majors, he hasn't been needed to be added to St. Louis roster yet. And so he uh, started in the opener for Team USA allowed one run in five innings, and then he came back around, I think was game four or five in the finals, and uh, you know threw another five innings, uh, one or two runs. And so a Libertor was very, very solid in uh, the Tokyo Olympic qualifying. But the question is going to be, you know, how soon uh, he gave up one run in four and two-thirds in his second game. But uh, the point is, 
you know, when they get back together now at the end of the month to play the next level of qualification, will the Cardinals be able to let him go? Or are they looking at Libertor as a guy who they might say, you know, rather than keep you starting in Memphis and building that momentum, might you be needed to come and help in the bullpen? I think it would be a lot to ask to take a Matthew Libertor and put him in the major league starting rotation uh, this soon. But if the Cardinals run out of options and the guys keep getting injured or the guys, you know, like Michaelis aren't able to come back in a timely manner and Flaherty later, you know, you might, they might be forced to bring these guys up rather than spend a lot of prospects and capital to try to bring players in from the outside. We saw over the weekend uh, a major league debut on Hell Rondon, and uh, the thing that impressed me, and he's the former pitcher of the organization in 2019 of the year, um, he threw strikes. You know, he, he looked the part. He's not overpowering, but he did a good job controlling the strike zone. What have you seen from him in the minor leagues, and what do you think we can expect here in the major leagues? Yeah, Rondon's another guy that um, that we saw, uh, as you said, was a, was a top pitcher in the system when he was in double a that was two years ago so you know like libertor and thompson you know angel rondon really had no triple a experience coming into this year so his numbers if you just look at his numbers were not spectacular at triple a memphis but the cardinals ran out of guys uh with on the 40-man roster that they could call up all the traditional relievers that sort of you know the guys that bounce back and forth between memphis and st louis are already with the cardinals and i'm and I'm talking about, you know, the Junior Fernandez's and the Elledges and the, the Whitley's and those types. So uh, to pitch relievers. And he's a, a Rondon's a guy who says around 90, mid 90s, 93. So with his fastball, but he can crank it up to mid 90s when he wants. Uh, he has also has a cut fastball, um, has a power curve, has a good changeup and uh, decent control. So he's a guy that certainly can help the Cardinals in the minor leagues. And it's not out of the question that with that kind of experience this year out of the bullpen, Rondon could compete uh, for a rotation spot down the road. I'm very fascinated by what we're seeing in baseball with all the injuries. It's not just with the Cardinals in, in the major leagues. Now, yeah, 60% of the rotation, their projected rotation is out. This is a tough, tough time for the Cardinals. Um, but this is across the board in the minor leagues right now, isn't it, Brian? That's right. The Cardinals system has been hit hard by injuries, especially uh, the outfield position. You know, of course, we know that uh, Harrison Bader is currently out. And as we mentioned, he's not going to be back for a while. Justin Williams is out, maybe a little closer. But you go down to Memphis and you've got uh, Austin Dean, Scott Hurst, both of whom we saw with St. Louis earlier in the year. They're not available. They're on the injured list. Lars Newtbar, uh, who was an eighth rounder a few years ago, played very, very well the first three weeks of the season. And then Newtbar got hurt. Uh, Matt Sezure was out for a while. So it's just, you know, no matter where you look, there have been injuries both at the major league and the minor league level. And that really limits the Cardinals options because again, you can't call guys up unless they're on the 40 man roster. And so, you know, right now I'm counting at Memphis, there's three 40 man roster players currently on the injured list and only two available who are not, who are on the 40 man roster, but aren't uh, already up with St. Louis. And one is Sanchez, the, the fourth catcher, and then Flory's a left-handed uh, pitcher. So, you know, the Cardinals are in a kind of a tough way in terms of not having a number of, uh, you know, some guys that are playing well and healthy and ready to jump up to, to St. Louis. And my final question, uh, you do great work. I read it every day at thecardinalnation.com. For fans that uh, are curious about your site and what you offer and what you're working on, what's going on right now? 
the offer, Dan, is we have reporters in each of the minor league affiliates So in the city. So we have detailed reports uh, Tuesday through Friday from each of the teams, uh, Palm Beach, Peoria, Springfield, and Memphis. And then once the uh, complex league, the, what was the Gulf Coast League, gets started, we have a reporter at those games as well. So we can provide in-depth information on what's happening uh, on the field in the minor league system. And, of course, there's a lot of player movement now. These injuries have caused lots of guys to move up and be pushed forward. Um, and so we break down every player transaction that occurs across the system, the impact on the players who are going out, as well as the players coming in. So a lot of in-depth information about the Cardinals minor league system at the Cardinal Nation. And, of course, you can still get our prospect guide, which is uh, still available. Awesome stuff as always, Brian. Let's do it again next Wednesday. Thanks for your time. Talk to you soon, Dan. That's Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com, and we're brought to you by Blue Tail Medical Group.